Blog Talk Radio. Today's show, today is the 6th of May. It's kind of where all the testing that's been going on around our country, around our world of different ways to deal with this virus. They just found out, um, I just heard it this morning, that in Georgia, they are on the rise. Um, They're getting new hotspots after opening up. And now they're telling people to basically behave in public, not to be close and that kind of thing. But the problem is there isn't enough manpower to watch all the people. So they may have to revisit, you know, because we're experimenting now. This whole thing has been an experiment in people trying to tell a virus what to do and the virus talking back and saying, "Uh, wait a minute, guys, Uh, no one figured me out yet. So, We're going to see where this all goes. But, boy, when I heard that, I thought, wow, has it been that long since they reopened? And time is just as weird and quiet as it is. It's going by very quickly. I mean, we're in May, and a lot is going on. So what's going on? Because Christ is sure talking a lot right now, and I'm trying to share as much of it with you. It goes on all day long. But we... As, as relationships, every relationship we have, whether it's with our parents, our partner, our kids, people we actually did work with that we haven't seen in a while, and checking in on people and reaching out to people. And every day there's like bigger news than the day before, and we're learning to cope, we're learning to turn things off, we're learning to protect our world, the world we live in and the people we care about, because we're realizing right now, hey, wait a minute, what's actually in my control, and what isn't? There's something else going on. This is my favorite thing, because, of course, what I do. But it's working things out. There is this, thing that's happening with people that are in front of each other every day. And by now in all of this, we have created a new environment that we are living in. The way our time is broken up, when we eat, what we do together, what we do alone. But in that, 
It's like we're all on an island, you know. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen Gilligan's Island. If you remember Gilligan's Island and their ship got shipwrecked on a on an island and nobody could ever find them. That was the whole cruts and butts of the show was that no one will ever find them. A helicopter comes and somehow their smoke signal goes out or their radio transmission goes out. Everything was going out and they were continuously stuck on this island. But they got to know each other, and they became a family, strangers, that were only on a three-hour tour, if you ever remember the song or the opening. We're all on that island right now. Whatever we do every day is what we see every day, whether we're an essential worker who goes to work or we're home. And you might think things are the same for the essential worker, but they are not. Definitely not. And yet, all of our relationships, every single one of them has changed. Even if it was just time that changed it. But getting to know each other in this way is a leap of a lifetime. Nobody has had this time prior to us, at least not in this last, I don't know, maybe my whole life, where fathers, mothers, and kids are all at home. And honestly, I think it was really hard for people to stay home from work after the initial, oh, my gosh, I have all these days off. What do I do with this time? And then we do what we're going to do with our time, and, and we stay in our sweats, and we're, we're like, wow, it's like Saturday every day. But then we start saying, hey, wait a minute. What are we going to do with this time? What am I doing with all this time? And we started creating to do we started having conversations, if of nothing else, about the virus. It started us facing things that we just didn't talk about for a long time. Just facing them, just saying them, just doing them, and realizing that we're much better for it. And all of the sudden, the freedom, the physical freedom that we don't all have right now birthed our emotional freedom. Every single thing that we need to survive that has been overlooked and made to look like it wasn't important when it was the most important thing is our spotlight, our emotions. It's how we feel. It's what we came here to do. It's everybody being as important as each other. And it's starting in each one of our homes. Because we are going to know things about our children (laughs) that we never thought to know. The biggest leap is the kids that come home from school. 
because now they've been gone, even if it's for a month. And the mindset was they were going to go, they'd finish, and they'd come back. But now they're back. The mother and the father, the couple, the main couple in the house are working from home. And everyone's learning how to do that. The template of our future is happening naturally right now through the template of how we organize ourselves and how we behave in our relationships. Because what's going to happen is that when they say, oh, everybody get up and go back to work and you're not somebody who has the kinds of jobs like a retail type of job, we're going to have already worked out how everybody's going to work from home. Teachers have learned to teach through the Internet. And what do kids say? They're saying, I miss my friends. I miss seeing people. That child who says that will forever appreciate seeing their friends. They will bond with their family. They will learn from the relationship their parents are having and how they cope. Because what every person who lives with their parents right now, they are learning through their parents how to cope with anything. But today's Relationship Wednesday, so I want to talk about the couple as well. Because couples are looking at each other right now and saying, wow, I know why we are together. Talk about big picture conversations, but I love that. Wow, I never thought you knew how to do this. And the person's like, well, I didn't either, but I'm learning. Two couples, they were boyfriend and girlfriend, not engaged got married in the last two weeks at home. And the family sent out pictures. And on a chalkboard, it would say their names and pictures of just the family in a yard on their balcony at a park. We're making decisions from heart at a time when we are understanding why we're making those decisions, what that means, what family means. We're paying attention to the heart. How do I feel? Do I want to do this? People are saying out loud, men and women alike, this has changed my life. Every single one of our lives have changed. I appreciate. I just appreciate. Even though I'm in the house all day. The time that I get to spend with everyone in my home. And we've fallen into patterns of, you know, okay, when I make dinner, this is who's in the kitchen. And this is the conversation we have. And when we're exercising, this is what we do. 
but we've created an entire world of events. We've learned to say, oh, I don't have to go to a gym to work out. Oh, I don't have to go to a nail salon to get my nails done. Oh, I don't have to go here to get my hair cut. Yeah, it's growing. Okay. My son has an afro, and I was like, oh, I call him fro grow now. Just his hair grows up. It just, (laughs) I forgot how curly it was. But it's curly. And it's funny, and I actually love it. And I'm like, hey, once this is over, you can go get your hair cut. Don't cut that top off. It's awesome. It's awesome. We're finding things out about ourselves and about our families and about our partners that are heartwarming. And if you haven't gotten there yet, just take a breath because we are rushing to nowhere. There's nowhere to rush to. I had to catch it in myself where I would say, ah, why am I pushing? Because we have been so accustomed to pushing and rushing and hurrying and not finishing sentences and cutting people off. And as time is going by, that's not happening. And because that's not happening, we're breathing differently. And because we're breathing differently, We're willing to talk about things that we thought in our lifetime we'd never talk about, never tell someone, never discuss, never bring up because we don't want friction. And now bringing up those same things doesn't bring friction because we understand each other well enough to know why I may have done something or thought that, It wasn't important to share certain things. Now that's all we're doing is sharing. It's it's such a different awareness to who we are around. And we are rerouting every single part of our lives. If you were to sit down today and make a list of just the three most important things in your life. Would it be different from a year ago today? We're in May. I was trying to remember May of last year, but I will never forget May of this year, ever. May of last year was the same as the year before, as the year before, as the year before, in the sense that We were just running, running, running. But we're not this year. As Christ keeps saying to me, this will be the year that we will never forget. Because this will be the year that will begin bridging people's souls back to themselves. Think about what he said to me the night I saw him. Nadia, your job is to bridge people's souls back to them. And I'm like, what does that mean? And for the last 18 years, I have been learning the meaning of it. And now, 
we are witnessing it. I, that book, Origins of Truth, going back to it's going to be black or white, going back to understanding the meek. Now I understand. I can see it now. Do we value humans? Do we not? Because without people, there's no point of all of this. So if we're going to overlook people for the stuff we get from people, where does that make sense? That's like building a house on a sandcastle. But yet, it's being sold. I don't, I'm not political. I kind of watch out of fascination. But this is past political. This is personal preference. Who do I care about? What do I care about? And it's as clear as day. Even in our relationships. If you have someone in your house that thinks one way and the other thinks the other way, instead of fighting about it and putting your hands up and calling them a name, which used to happen in in arguments when people did not agree. Oh, you always think like that. Oh, you always say that. And then you even cut off their sentence because you know what they're going to say. But now we're stepping back and saying, what do you think about that? Not even do I agree or not, because it doesn't matter. I'm not going to change anything. I'm not a policymaker. But what do you think about that? And we're asking each other. Instead of just making statements and huffing and puffing off and just kind of like forgetting about it and not caring what they really think, we do care and we are discussing. And we are learning to think with foresight. Like, well, you know what? If we do this, this may happen. And the other people are like, oh, no, just get them back out and back in their jobs. And other people aren't going. Because it's just premature. It's like having a baby before the nine months. It's like getting married before you've dated. Just need more information. And that information amongst couples is happening. And because it's happening, the things people are saying mean more, not only to themselves, but to each other, not only to each other, but to the energy that is being put out in life. There's the the people who care about themselves. They're learning to care for themselves. They're learning to care about the people around them, not just taking care of them, but to care about them, which is different. It's one thing to take care of your kids and kind of mull them through their childhood. Then when you sit with them and do homework with them, teach them stuff and realize that you don't know math past fifth grade, And you don't remember history completely. But you're learning to learn again 
by teaching them, by sitting with them, by watching them learn. You're learning more about your partner's job and they're learning more about your job and about your day and you're learning more about their day. Having stuff feels like clutter now. Instead of, oh, we need to go get this and we need to go get that. And now we're like, how do we clean up all this stuff we've purchased and now is in corners in my house? How do we do that? And then I went through my house yesterday. And even though I thought I went through everything, I told everybody, give me a bag of stuff we can give to people who need it. Find enough stuff, clothing. They need clothing and toiletries and soap, things like that. And my entire back of my car is stuffed, and I'm going to take it tomorrow morning. There's a drop-off point, and we go. Because all of the stores, the Goodwills and the, the Salvation Armies, they're all closed. And communities are putting these things together. Shoes, socks, soap, toiletries, and clothing. And it is helping, and it is making a difference, and it is direct. Because right now, no one's looking. And while no one's looking, our relationships are now extending from the base we've built in our homes with our partners, with our families, to our communities directly. Because it's all we can do. It has become an amazing, an amazing transformation. A bridge now from our homes to our world. And realizing, I can't change China, but I can help my city. I can help the people in it. When we see someone who's homeless, we're like, okay, even in the homeless world, this person fell through the cracks. There's, there's something in that person's brain that just doesn't understand. There's help around them. And you can see the need for mental health facilities. You can see the need for just housing. And there's a difference. Right, Because the homeless community isn't homeless out of nowhere. There's a reason for it. And we all think it's just financial. And then we remember, oh, wait a minute, there's also mental illness. But we don't know what that percentage is. We see that percentage now. It's visible. And then we go back to our partners and we say, hey, you know that guy? Hey, you know what? We can do this. And we start working as partners with each other. Living together now feels like a sense of community in our home because Christ keeps saying things change most when it looks quiet. And we have already changed. And we're catching ourselves from old us 
nervous tension, running, you know, facing stuff like, oh, my gosh, i got to take care of this and this and this and this and that overwhelmed feeling to I got this. I got this. If there are domestic issues in the house, we've created local programs out of there and not stay in quarantine in a dangerous situation if that relationship cannot repair for whatever reason. Life has changed. We are creating new templates. We already have created a new way of living with the people we've always lived with. And time has changed. Time has changed. That line that says, wow, I know why I'm with this person in my life. I know why. I knew it when I met them. Things got busy, but I know it again. Or the appreciation, the sheer appreciation of communicating with people even outside of our homes. Email has become a new letter writing, a new way to talk. I've noticed that phone calls kind of got less, kind of got less, but they're more informative. Like you get a text and you say things like, hey, just checking in. Hey, I miss you. Hey, I can't wait to see you again. And we all feel that it's meant. It's not just someone, they don't have to do that, but they just, wanted to reach out, and you know they mean it. You could feel it because we miss them too. When you go to bed at night and you say, hey, I love you, you say it differently than love ya, like that quick little love ya, bye-bye. Now it's like, hey, I, I love you. Thank you for another beautiful day. No matter what was in the day, doesn't matter. But thank you. Looking at your kids. Having your kids say things to you like, wow, I really love spending time with you, mom or dad, to see the funny side of you and the relaxed side of you, which some kids have not seen yet in their parents. So they're seeing a different dynamic in that relationship than they've ever seen before. It's actually really cool. Shopping becomes a family event. When you come home with all the new food on Saturday or whatever day you shop, and everyone knows what they're having for lunch, and it's building itself into a tradition. Like, wow, Saturday we're going to be stocked up again, hopefully, and thankfully, and gratefully. And then we take what's in our homes and we help other people with it. And our kids learn to do that. I've been on both sides of that. I've been on the side of receiving, and I've been on the side of giving. 
So I understand giving because I know that that's going to make a difference because it did make a difference for me. I've been there. I wasn't, I wasn't homeless before, but I was so close that I actually had the talk with my kids. So we are learning to live in giving, in a giving mindset, in a sharing mindset, in a listening mode, in a caring mode. That is not just empty words that make us feel good for five minutes. We are doing it. Lifetime. We are thinking it. We are seeing it. All while the streets are empty in our world where we're taking pictures of empty streets in our world. It's amazing all the transformations that are going on simultaneously and how that line, I I can't get it out of my head when Christ said things will be black and white, and I'm like, how? Here we are, how? So cool. Everything just feels like that purpose behind our lives is coming to life. It's, it's alive and well, and so are we. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. It's Dream Theme Thursday tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.